Welcome back to Takes by the Lake. Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. I'm in the office in Cleveland in a, in a little room called a cone of silence. And I feel like I should be wearing a cone on my head like a, a naughty dog. Um, but instead, I'm just sitting here talking into a cell phone and we're talking about the Browns again. This podcast won't be as long. Last week, we went like an hour. We had two really good guests. This week, we have one really good guest. We talked for about 15 minutes. And there's one point. There's a single point that I want to make in this one, which is like chill out if anybody's worried about Baker Mayfield. I, I don't know exactly where I got the idea. Maybe it's just Twitter. I get most of my ideas from Twitter. But I feel like some people are concerned about Baker Mayfield or some people are worried about Baker Mayfield. And uh, the guest this week is a guy named Justice Mosqueda, who is a really good Twitter follow, who is another one of these guys who it just does some interesting work. Uh, on the NFL, you can follow him on Twitter at J-U-M-O-S-Q. And he did an analysis um, recently where he compared basically every rookie quarterback who's played and showed how most of them aren't very good. There is a small handful of guys led by Ben Roethlisberger who really made a difference and, and played at a high level as rookies. And everybody else struggles. And so I think all the rookie quarterbacks this year would fit into that category some way or another. Um, so we're just talking about what to expect from rookie quarterbacks, which I think will be good for all you guys as you watch Baker Mayfield over the last part of this season. And, and again, as a reminder, if, if you're worried about Baker, if you feel like you know he made a crazy throw last week, on his interception where he does what a lot of young quarterbacks do, which is you roll in one way and you see a guy open in the middle of the field and you try to throw back across your body toward the middle of the field. And that never works. Sometimes it works for Aaron Rodgers, but for a mortal, it never works. His receivers, I mean, the, the idea that he's still trying to rely on, on Antonio Callaway and Damian Ratley, um, crazy. So if Higgins is back and, and fully ready to go and now he has Landry and Higgins, that's going to be big for him. If they can use Duke Johnson even more, like they did last week, that's going to be big. But I don't think there's anything about Baker Mayfield that's off track. It doesn't mean he's great, but it's not off track. So I think he has the arm strength. I think he has the pocket presence. I think he, he's going to get more comfortable throwing on the move. Um, I, just, I just wanted to do a podcast just to try to, to put him in context. Context is always very important in things like this. So Justice did the work. We're going to let his work carry the day, and he's going to explain this. Uh, and then at the end, we'll come back, and I'll tell you guys where you can go read that story if you want to go read it um, to help ease your mind. There's a really good chart in there and some really good explanations about the history. It's more than 50 guys, and he charted every throw of these guys. The history of rookie quarterbacks. It's just everybody has some problems. And so I did some much more simple analysis because I'm a simple person. And by the way, I'm Doug Lane Maurice. You can read me at cleveland.com. Follow me on Twitter at Doug Maurice. Subscribe to Takes by the Lake. We missed a couple weeks, a couple, uh, two straight weeks, a couple weeks ago, getting back in it. We were back last week. We're back this week. Make sure you get subscribed to Takes by the Lake so you don't miss one. I just did a little thing. You guys ever get on a pro football reference? They got, a, they got a basketball one and a baseball one. It's good stuff. You can search for stuff. I think I paid 50 bucks. You can search some stats. It's good. It's worth it. I put in a search for all the rookie quarterbacks in... 16, uh, back to 15, last four years. So 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, and these are all the quarterbacks who played as rookies who threw at least 100 passes in the last four years. There's 15 of them, okay? 
If you rate them by passer rating, Baker Mayfield is sixth. His rating right now is 81.5. The top five are Dak Prescott, 104.9. Deshaun Watson, 103. Cody Kessler, believe it or not, 92.3. God, that is crazy. Marcus Mariota, 91.5. Jameis Winston, 84.2. Deshaun Kaiser, by the way, is 14th of 15 on that list with a 60.5. So... Uh, Baker Mayfield, 6 out of 15, high middle on passer rating. Let's look at yards per attempt, which is always a good uh, number to analyze quarterbacks by. Out of 15 quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, 7th. 6.67 yards per attempt. Ahead of him, Deshaun Watson, Prescott, Marcus Mariota, Winston, Kessler again. Why did this, how did they let Cody Kessler get away? Kessler's 5th, Sam Darnold this year, 6th. So as a rookie, Baker Mayfield yards per attempt, slightly ahead of Mitch Trubisky, ahead of C.J. Beathard, Josh Rosen, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Kaiser, Bryce Petty, Josh Allen, Jared Goff. And we want to remember that some of these some of these guys, and Justice will get into this, some of these guys who are good now stunk as rookies. Jared Goff was awful. Carson Wentz was no better than average. Carson Wentz's rookie year had 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Baker Mayfield right now is at 10-7. and seven. Um. TD percentage, which is how, you're, how often you're throwing touchdowns for your throws per 100. Um, Carson Wentz's TD percentage was 2.6. Baker Mayfield's 3.8. So he's throwing 3.8 touchdowns every 100 throws. Interception percentage. Baker Mayfield, 2.64. That's fifth best. Carson Wentz was 2.31. That's fourth best. You know who's second best? Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler? God, bring Cody Kessler back. What happened to Cody Kessler? Oh, that's right. He got Hugh Jackson. Um, so Deshaun Kaiser is like significantly worse than Baker in all this stuff. Completion percentage as a rookie. Again, these 15 rookies. Baker Mayfield right now, 60%. That's sixth. Deshaun Kaiser was 53.6%. That's last. Deshaun Kaiser, 11 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Again, Baker's at 10 and 7. So Justice is going to do a much better job with this. But I'm also going to tell you this, okay? Of all these rookie quarterbacks who threw at least 100 passes in the last four years, there's 15 of them. Guess how many of them had winning records as starters? One. Dak Prescott with rookie Ezekiel Elliott in his backfield and the best offensive line in the NFL in 2016 went 13-3. and Nobody else had a winning record. Carson Wentz was 7-9. Jared Goff was 0-7. Um, let's see. Jameis Winston was six and ten. Deshaun Watson was three and three before he got hurt. Marcus Mariota was three and nine. Wentz was seven and nine. Did I say that? Cody Kessler, what happened, man? Oh and eight. Come on, man. Sean Kaiser was 0 and 15. So listen, that's that's the reality. Okay, I'm just trying to put a baseline down here. We appreciate you guys listening to Takes by the Lake. Again, this is Justice Mosqueda. With an interesting breakdown of this, we'll go under half an hour on this one today. Um, Make sure you read my stuff at cleveland.com. You can listen to our other podcasts on the cleveland.com podcast network. Orange and Brown Talk, Mary Kay Cabot and Dan Lobby. Chris Fedor, Wine and Gold Talk. That's on the the Cavs. I think our baseball podcast. No, I just did one the other day, actually. I was going to say they're taking a break because Indians are done, but there's stuff happening. Paul Hoynes, Joe Noga, Cleveland Baseball Talk. And, of course, Buckeye Talk. We have a new Ohio State beat writer, Stephen Means. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore M-E-A-N-S. He and I do Buckeye Talk. Make sure you subscribe to that and get all your Ohio State coverage every Wednesday, also post-game on Saturdays. So 
Let's get to justice. Thanks for listening to Takes by the Lake. I'm Doug Maurice. Again, this is Justice Mosqueda, who wrote a really interesting story at the Draft Network um, about this stuff, breaking down why you should not be freaking out about rookie quarterbacks. All right, joined by Justice Mosqueda from Optimum Scouting, who wrote a really interesting story about rookie quarterbacks this week. So, Justice, what led you to want to write a story and dig into the depth you did um, with the history of rookie quarterbacks in the NFL? Um, basically, uh, I spent a good portion of this summer as sort of a side project, um, basically adjusting numbers historically uh, relative to defenses and stuff like that. So I had a bunch of numbers that basically I have every pass adjusted for defense-faced um, in the history of the NFL, at least post-merger. Um, so I have every every player's season of like how valuable they are in terms of yardage, you know, even relative to competition and stuff like that. Um, basically in a Google Doc that I had. I do, I do some gameplay content and stuff like that, so it really uh, helps me get you know things right instead of being reactionary. Okay. So uh, it was something that I noticed for sure that you know rookie quarterbacks struggle. So it, it was just natural for me to write it once I started seeing you know people get a little antsy about how the quarterbacks are playing. So so even though. Um this is a pretty good rookie quarterback class, and I think there's a lot of hope uh, in the cities where these rookie quarterbacks are playing in Arizona and Buffalo and New York and Cleveland. But before we really dig into your article, like what, what would be your piece of advice based on the information that you found to fan bases as they are watching a rookie quarterback? Um, expect nothing, and <laughs> if something good happens, uh, that's just a bonus. I mean, Really, in terms of the numbers, basically, so I have uh, 43% of rookie first-round picks do not throw 150 passes a rookie year, right? Basically, they're not seeing, you know, starting quarterbacks playing time. Uh, and then with the remaining, what is that, 57%, 46% actually hurt their team. Um, and then 6% are basically average, and then 5% are difference makers. And those are, you know... Dan Marino coming out of the gate, Ben Roethlisberger, Robert Griffin, you know, Sean Watson last year, um, Matt Ryan. Those are really the only difference-making, you know, first-round quarterbacks that we've really seen in you know, almost 50 years in a post-merger NFL. So to say the least, you know, we, we didn't see the struggles of Phillip Rivers coming out of the gates. We didn't see the struggles of Aaron Rodgers coming out of the gates. So people don't really know that, you know, you kind of got to wait on these quarterbacks a little bit. So if you guys want to read this story, again, it's at OptimumScouting.com, and the headline is, The Rookie Quarterbacks Are Struggling, and That's Okay. So if you Google that, you'll find it. Um, Number one on this list, and I think this makes it almost a little harder for Browns fans, is Ben Roethlisberger and what he did as a rookie quarterback in Pittsburgh. And I think, you know, for Browns fans in this division, that's a touch point for them a little bit of like, well, you know, the, the Steelers had a guy who did that when he was a rookie. Why can't everyone? But really what you found is that was a truly exceptional season for a rookie quarterback, right? What Roethlisberger did? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So those are the only, there's really only like five quarterbacks that you can say, you know, had top 10 seasons as, you know, for rookie first-round quarterbacks. Um, you know, there, there are guys like Dak Prescott who kind of break out, but they kind of walk into loaded teams that didn't necessarily need, you know, a quarterback. Most of these first-round quarterbacks are coming into situations where uh, the passing game was a squeaky wheel, and, you know, the quarterback may not necessarily be the only thing that needs to get fixed. I think, you know, Cleveland Browns fans kind of understand that a little bit too. Um, so, yeah, 
I definitely think that those are very much exceptional. Um, and just in general, like your quarterbacks are going to struggle. So like the second worst quarterback on this list is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's totally fine. Um, there are guys like you know Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, um, who have awful, awful, awful rookie years and ended up having Hall of Fame careers. Um, even down to guys like Peyton Manning. You know, Peyton Manning. A lot of people compare Peyton Manning's stats as a rookie to rookie quarterbacks, and some of that is you know you roll your eyes because quarter. You know, the NFL in terms of passing, at least, wasn't the same in 1998 as it is now. But he did struggle as a, as a rookie quarterback, and those things are you know totally normal. Do you think from from your research is there is there any uh, anything linked between when a when a, a rookie really struggles or a rookie's pretty decent and like their future or is it almost like you know maybe maybe you'll be good early because you have good a good surrounding cast but it doesn't guarantee you'll be great for your whole career or maybe you'll really struggle really badly early but you certainly can turn into a very good quarterback is there a connection or is it almost kind of a random thing that like you said it's, you almost just expect the struggles and if they don't as a rookie it's kind of like a bonus but it's almost impossible to tell from a rookie season what kind of quarterback a guy's going to be yeah, so the bottom third of this, um, there are quarterbacks like John Elway, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw, um, as I mentioned, Matthew Stafford. So it, it does kind of seem random. The guys who do well, you know, typically do well for the rest of their careers, but the guys who do, you know, even awful, you know, the bottom of the barrel type guys, um, it's, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot at that point. Um, so I really, I really wouldn't put too much worries on, you know, what these rookie quarterbacks look like, even if they are, you know, bottoming out. I, I don't think that's a signal for the future. Second year definitely is something that you want to see improvement there. If you have, you know, awful back-to-back years, that's when you start, you know, raising your eye and you're like, maybe this is a Ryan Leaf type situation. But rookie year in isolation, absolutely not. I, I think these guys are mostly fine. And, you know, you hear former NFL quarterbacks talk about it, like, I believe Tony Romo was calling the uh, the Sam Darnold game either last week or two weeks ago, and he was talking about how basically, you know, Sam Darnold doesn't know the audible system, so the sideline has to basically, you know, guess the right play, and if they don't guess the right play, he can't really get them out of it. So, you know, it's no wonder that these guys struggle early on when they're not really familiar with what's going on here. So really the best, it, it seems like the best advice, that, and I guess teams should know this, right, is... If you're going to invest in these rookie quarterbacks, oftentimes the teams that are doing this are bad. But you, it's is it it's worth the investment. You have to do it. You sort of have to suck it up and suffer for this through this first year to hopefully get a payoff at the end. But if you're if you really think you're going to come in and compete right away with a rookie quarterback, you're nuts. Absolutely, and that's one thing that I think you know Todd Bowles probably doesn't understand. Todd Bowles came out today. I was talking about, you know, I was hoping we would get more out of our passing game. And, you know, if he would have looked at what the NFL looks like historically, you know, he should have assumed that they're basically going to get nothing from starting Sam Darnold week one on. Um, And I do think that it's kind of an interesting thing put into the context of what the guys who are in college football right now look like. Because basically there's one quarterback, and it's Justin Herbert, at least eligible for this draft class. And it doesn't sound like he's going to come out. It sounds like he's going to go back. So... Really, like the NFL has to be looking at the 2020 draft class, which means they're looking at the 2021 season for getting production from a college quarterback, which is a long time away compared to the 
compared to these teams, the five that draft the first round picks this year, where they're kind of ready to go next year, I think. When when and I don't know if you did this. You have some numbers on the five current rookies, and obviously Lamar Jackson hasn't played that much. But you have some numbers in your right. article. Did you do you have a takeaway so far of? Of the four who are really playing, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, are they sort of all struggling in equal doses, basically, in your mind? Or is there anybody who's doing a little better than the others by the numbers you've used? Um, Buffalo's, Buffalo's bottoming out pretty hard. Um, Buffalo might go down as the most costly passing offense in the history of football uh, this year. But obviously, Josh Allen isn't playing right now. Um, it is worth noting that the four, the four rookie quarterbacks who are starting are all heading the four worst passing offenses, or at least in terms of the most costly. Um, so I, I don't think that really should be surprising, you know, considering everything we know about. You know, these guys have to learn the audible system and all sorts of stuff like that. And these teams very much, you know, had squeaky wheels in the passing offense, and it probably just wasn't their quarterback position. So you guys, you got guys walking into a system they don't know um, with, you know, probably below average teammates. You know, it, it's a recipe for disaster, but. The hope is that, you know, with a year under their belt, they look better next year. And I think I've seen glimpses, you know, enough from Mayfield, uh, Darnold, and Rosen that I'm, I'm pretty confident they're going to figure it out moving forward. Josh Allen's the guy that I worry about because he really didn't even do it at Wyoming. So that, yeah. that's kind of a massive red flag for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's been a, a, a lot of... Jared Goff comparisons um, I think that people are making in Cleveland because he was the overall number one pick just like Baker Mayfield. His coach was fired his first year just like Baker Mayfield. And and I've been trying to, re- to remind people, like, sort of hang on. Don't worry too much about Baker now. Goff looked awful. He got a better coach. He got better weapons around him, and he made real progress. But what I didn't realize is that how normal that is, that on your list of 58 quarterbacks, Jared Goff is number 45 in terms of, of his rookie year. So he was you know, sort of near the bottom, but he, it wasn't like he was the worst rookie quarterback ever. Again, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people in there that it almost just seems almost like a hazing ritual or something, that you've got to go through this to come out the other side. Absolutely, and people don't really... You know, you know, we we kind of remember the highlights of guys once they make it. So we don't remember, you know, the early struggles. Like I said, we didn't really see the struggles of guys like Rogers or Rivers because they didn't start as rookies. And even guys like Andrew Luck, like we don't remember him throwing eighteen or sixteen interceptions his first year, like he did because you know his team won a bunch of close games and ended up sneaking into the playoffs and stuff like that. So um, we're very selective in our memory. And uh, it's kind of something that we got to remind ourselves every year is basically, you know, don't, don't overreact to these rookie quarterbacks. And, and basically, the, the one, of the, one of the points you make in your article is basically every veteran is better than the rookies. Like, it's, it's just because right. you know so much more, the numbers just show it. Like, any veteran would be better than a rookie, but it doesn't mean, you know, that's the best thing for your franchise. You might have to suffer through this. Justice, before, what, when you started this project... Is this what you thought you would find, or were you even surprised a little bit about how overwhelming the numbers were in terms of the struggles? I was kind of overwhelmed a little bit. Um, I actually went into this project trying to basically quantify uh, who the most valuable quarterbacks were of all time. Was kind of my purpose for doing this, and then because I have all these numbers now, I can look and you know compare rookie quarterbacks or whatever I want to look into. Um, but I was overwhelmed when I started piecing the you know data together and being like wow 
half of these guys don't play, and then, you know, 40% are basically bad, you know, 5 or five percent are average and 5% are good. And, then, you know, seeing only 5% of rookie quarterbacks are good was definitely something that I didn't think it was going to be that drastic. Um, I came in, you know, expecting the result, but I didn't expect the number, I guess. Okay, okay. So just as someone who, who observes football, who watches football, who also has um, obviously this very analytical approach to it as well, is there is there a young quarterback, maybe even not necessarily a rookie, but it, it, who, who do you really like right now, whether it's a rookie or whether it's one of the second-year guys? Who are the quarterbacks um, that you're most interested and excited about when you think about their future careers in the NFL? Wow. Um, I think... Goff has a really good handle on his system. Um, I think the Minnesota game was probably the best game that he ever had, and everyone watched that nationally. Um, so I, I think people have the perception that he's you know, going to be one of these all-time quarterbacks. I'm not sure he's going to be there, um, but he does have a great handle of his system, and it basically runs itself. I think Wentz is a guy who's really impressive. Um, just what he was able to do on third downs, um, long downs, off-pace downs. Really impressive how he was just basically able to use his legs to buy a bunch of time. I think Deshaun Watson is kind of in that same realm. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, is just slinging it all over the field this year. So I think all of those guys, I, I, I think we're transitioning to an NFL where, you know, these, these teams aren't necessarily looking for the next Manning and Brady. Um, they're not looking for these statuesque type quarterbacks who are just changing everything at the line. Um, I think mobility is definitely something that is becoming more and more important for these quarterbacks, especially these young quarterbacks transitioning from college offenses to the NFL. Justice Mosqueda, you guys can follow him on Twitter at J-U-M-O-S-Q. Really interesting stuff at OptimumScouting.com. I hope this really put it in perspective for Browns fans watching Baker Mayfield. So, Justice, uh, thanks so much for your time, and hopefully we'll have you back sometime on Takes by the Lake. Anytime. And that's it for this Takes by the Like. I'm an idiot. Just to, to be clear, I think I said Draft Network before. There's a lot of good sites out there. I get them confused sometimes. Optimum Scouting is where you find this story by Justice. The headline is, the rookie quarterbacks are struggling, and that's okay. It's at OptimumScouting.com. Um, so thanks to Justice for his time. Brown's home against Atlanta on Sunday. But again, you know, eh, Baker, Baker stuff, that doesn't go away. If you're listening to this after Atlanta, eh, same thing. So I, I just this is what you want. This is what you wanted. This is what you've been waiting for. And in a year where it looks like there's not going to necessarily be answers in the draft in 2019 at quarterback, the fact that, that you have your answer, Cleveland, is a very good thing. So do not look a gift answer in the face. Um, just let Baker Mayfield go, and I think you're going to be fine, and I think you're going to be more than fine. You're going to be excited for a guy um, who's going to get this right long term. So... That's a shorter version than usual of Takes by the Lake. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week. I usually have a thing I say at the end. What's the thing I say? I think I say, we'll talk to you next time. Is that right? And we'll talk to you next time? Ah, I don't know. See ya.